0: Hello, this is Monet Florence Combs, your favorite quantum healer and life coach. This is a five-part series to kick off rebooting my podcast and launching my new program that I have been developing and testing over the past six months. So I will be sharing with you how I developed it by being my own first guinea pig and facing my own massive undertaking of healing, the result is that my practice has morphed into something that is truly out of this world. Six months ago, I was primarily a life coach, Um, but I decided to go into the unknown. And this is the result of that leap of faith. So here's what you're going to hear over these five episodes. First, you're going to hear how setting my intention for my own healing and for expanding what I do as a healer opened up a portal for me to receive support from my own cosmic team. Then you will get to hear my own past life session where I end up channeling my 500 million year old self from another planet to expose my own past life wound. Then you will hear all of the opportunities that came up so that I could process the pain from this other lifetime. And how it had expressed itself in my current lifetime. And finally, my future Ascended Master self pays me a visit. And through channeling her and all of her wisdom, I'm offered an opportunity for a rebirth. So back over the summer... I set an intention in my business to integrate more of myself into it. All the parts of myself. Before I was a life coach, I'd been a doula for several years. My doula side, all the wisdom that I learned from that art form, which is very spiritual and full of mystery and ancient wisdom, That was missing from my fairly cerebral coaching practice. I was open to finding a modality that would tie everything together and utilize my intuitive abilities that were one of my big strengths. But my brain was still stuck in this strategic mindset that I had developed from working in tech and marketing. And that had been causing me to continually override my intuition in my coaching business for the sake of taking massive amounts of action. So then I would come to realize that my business still didn't really feel aligned. And I would just scrap together whatever offer I was selling and try something different, hoping that it might be the thing that would light me up. Um, But the problem was I was thinking too much. I needed to do what I do best and surrender. Drop into my intuition and let my spirit guide who I had a relationship with lead the way. It dawned on me that I was being led to move into healer territory. That coaching would be a piece of the puzzle, but not the whole puzzle of what I would create. So what happened was that through a series of synchronicities, quantum hypnosis landed in my lap. And I loved it. It was like magic. And after stumbling through the first few sessions, after my certification... I got really good at it. Perfectly combined my intuitive abilities with my coaching skills to help create huge shifts for people faster than with coaching alone. So then what I realized was that As I was becoming a healer and taking on that identity, I was going to have to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk and look inward and heal myself. At this point, I was going through some major stuff in my life and feeling depressed most of the time. I had been really working on myself thanks to coaching, self-coaching, right? Using the modality of thought work, which is a wonderful modality for working with conscious mind issues for about, I've been doing that for about three years, but the circumstances in my life had been bringing up a lot of pain for me. My moments of happiness were pretty fleeting and rare. I was distracting myself a lot uh, from my life with overworking I was using that as, you know, a buffer from what I felt every day, which was a lot of resistance toward my life. My health had declined a lot, and everything just felt really hard all the time. And it was really taking a toll on my mental health. So my struggles with mental health started when I was really young. Um, I was, when I was a child, I, I just came out sensitive. (laughs) I had all of these fears that just consumed my life. They were very specific. Um, most of them had to do with catastrophic events with the planet I used to have a little altar uh, where I would pray and I would meditate uh, because I went to a place of worship that had a Hindu influence. Uh, You know, this is, I was under 10 when this started, (laughs) maybe seven or eight. I would just sit there and I would pray at least once a day that there wouldn't be an asteroid that would collide with the earth. Or a super volcano uh, that the sun wouldn't run out of power. Um, and the two, like, really big ones were dinosaurs. Did not want the dinosaurs coming back. They scared the living daylights out of me. And aliens. That fear took the cake. I had so many nightmares about an alien attack it's like uh, you know an invasion and i was obsessed like obsessed with um not like good obsessed i was obsessed with uh, i was hypervigilant, that's a better word i was so scared whenever it was dark when i was outside i was was always scanning the skies looking for a craft i would have nightmares about a specific attack and i just felt really unsafe in this way for most of my childhood and adolescence and it it never occurred to me to question the significance of these fears I didn't think there was a significance. You know, I I believed in past lives because of my spiritual upbringing. But to me, this is just my own anxious brain concocting potential catastrophes. So the thought never once ran through my head that this might be based on personal experience. Like, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. But I would soon learn that these fears were not random and they were bleeding over from a past life. I was also just very, very sensitive to all the pain in the world. When I would see things like people who were homeless or animals who were neglected or war on TV, it broke my heart. My reaction was that I just I just felt powerless. i I knew I needed to do something about it. but I was limited because I was just a little girl. And it just felt so, so heavy. And it was this big cloud of grief that felt like it just kind of followed me around. And it didn't make sense to me why other people didn't seem to care as much as I did. Like, how could other people watch the news and not cry? You know? Um, It didn't stop them in their tracks like it did me. And I just felt like it felt like it, it was... Impairing me from functioning in my daily life. I didn't know yet how to channel my anger or my grief into positive action. And so I I just had all this anxiety and sadness. And I was just swimming in it all the time. I didn't know what to do with that pain. I didn't know how to process or release my emotions. All these things that I know now because of coaching. Um, so they they just kind of swam around in my head. It's like a hurricane. Just kind of got bigger and bigger until they had nowhere to go. I wasn't really like an... I wasn't an angry kid, you know? I wasn't a screamer or like... Um, uh, it, it just... I was very quiet and so but but my brain was really noisy (laughs) and so it's like where do these emotions go when they're not going out so what happened was they went in and they manifested themselves as health problems as a kid I started to all these mysterious weird things i would have fainting spells and nobody seemed to know why it was very very frightening i i wouldn't be able to predict when they were going to happen and i remember one time when i was nine i was at school it was in a noisy classroom we were doing an art project I started feeling weird and uh, what happens when I faint in this way is that I have two ways of fainting I'm that special Um, but when this happens it's my most common way that I faint Um, I I get this feeling of um, the only way I can describe it is it's, it's like impending doom it overtakes my whole body, my whole nervous system. And it feels like I'm going to die. It's really terrifying while it's happening. And when it happens now, I'm able to monitor my vitals. You know, I can see, oh yeah, my heart is beating. Yes. Okay. (laughs) But what's happening is my heart rate is climbing, 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 climbing. And so my, my, Body gets all worked up and the starts sending a message to my brain. It's like, something's wrong, something's wrong. And I start getting tunnel vision, start sweating really bad, uh, I start breathing really heavy. And like right when it feels like I'm about to just keel over, because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I've reached like peak um, physical. There's nothing, nowhere left to go. Um, Then it peaks and I I pass out and I vomit. (laughs) And so now I kind of joke that it's like, it's like an orgasm from hell. Like it's, (laughs) it has the same, same arc and uh, it's just, it's just terrifying. And so... Even now, even though I know I'm safe while it's happening, my body is sending signals to my brain that I'm dying. So I have to be super compassionate with myself and um, nurture myself through it. But when I was a kid, you know, navigating this on my own, not knowing what was going on and not being able to communicate my needs to adults because I didn't even know what my needs were or what was going on it was scary and so the first time this happened in a classroom not the last but the first I ended up passing out and hitting my head on the side of a building and barfing in a trash can so those were the types of things that were shaping my experience of what it was like to be me you know is that my my body was something to escape from because it was unsafe that the world was also unsafe that I just existing (laughs) was unsafe and so over time I got more and more and more health issues and they just kind of shifted and morphed and didn't make any sense and so by the time you know fast forward till now as an adult you know when when your childhood informs you your experience of being you informs you that um the world is unsafe and you are unsafe and and the only way to feel safe the only way when the only time when you feel safe is when you are escaping that becomes your coping mechanism and being present becomes more and more challenging so along with these sensitivities that I had, those are all kind of the, the things that would be, you know, maybe the negative traits, um, came the flip side that kind of made me a complete package, <laughs> complete sensitive little package. Um, I wasn't just emotionally and physically sensitive. I was also highly sensitive to energy So I had these abilities that had been developing spontaneously over time that I was just starting to, in the past few years, work consciously with, which were psychic in nature. I could sense spirits. Usually that wasn't um, a positive thing. sensing spirits wasn't always fun but i but the ability itself i considered that positive i could dream walk i don't know if there's a real name for this but um that's just what i call it it's where um uh, at night i could go into other people's dreams and be with them like my light body could uh go join people in other places so uh for example i was recently my dad was in costa rica because we have a bio reserve there and he he didn't tell me he was there but i i dreamed you know when you have a dream like in the early in the morning right before you wake up it was around breakfast time <laughs> i dreamed i was there at the house with him and my stepmom just cooking breakfast with them and hanging out uh, at the house and right before and so then he called me later that day and he goes oh yeah i'm you know i'm in costa rica sorry didn't tell you it's <laughs> like it's okay i know <laughs> i was there with you um and i've had more um Serious instances of this, where I'll be with people as they're passing away, and I'm there with them in that in that space where they are, uh, keeping watch during my dream, and just holding space, um, kind of like what a death doula might do. I've I, I've been doing that's been happening since I was a teenager, and then I find out that person passed away that night um things like that and so th- that was the the flip side of that the painfulness of the sensitivity I also had um, this really kind of beautiful side where I was I was sensitive to um, more subtle energy so now this is the part where my own healing journey kicks off and where I end up using my own modality to uncover my past life trauma. As I set this intention to expand the scope of my practice and to work on myself. To surrender instead of to lead with my head to lead with my heart my I stepped into this portal of healing for myself that kicked off this chain of events and this chain of events I would find would be replicable for others it wasn't a unique monet experience though the way mine unfolded was definitely unique so this is where i handed it all over to my guide to my higher self and the next several months some crazy stuff started happening. The first one being my past life trauma being unearthed and the wound that I have carried over into this lifetime. So this next episode is about to get weird. (laughs) So brace yourself. You're going to hear the recording of my Galactic Awakening hypnosis session. So get ready see you in the next episode. The Wound.